Welcome to the audio podcast of Morning Psalms and Prayers from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. A weekday devotional time in the Psalms. Good morning and welcome to Morning Psalms and Prayer. Today is Thursday, August 27th. We're almost to the end of the month and we are here doing what we do every day and we're going to begin with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O God, who has in your holy word set before us your righteous judgments on your ancient people, for our admonition and example, preserve us by your grace from all those sins by which they provoked your wrath against them, and never suffer us to be tempted above what we are able, but make a way for us to escape the temptation, or enable us to bear it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, we are in Psalm 58 today. And this is an interesting one. We have been in a lot of psalms that really uh, sort of strike a chord with us, uh, really kind of have a positive tone to them. Even though David is in trouble, there's a positive idea or tone in them. Well, that isn't what we come across here. This is more of an imprecatory psalm. And there's some harsh words here, but this is good for us. It's good for us to see these these different types of psalms and learn from them. So we go to Psalm 58, hear the word of the Lord. Do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? Do you judge the children of man uprightly? No, in your hearts you devise wrongs. Your hands deal out violence on earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear, so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or of the cunning enchanter. O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. Let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime, like the stillborn child who never sees the sun. Sooner than than your pots can feel the heat of thorns, whether green or ablaze, may he sweep them away. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. Well, you see what I meant, right? This is not our typical sentimental psalm. There's some stuff in here that that is pretty harsh. But first, I want to start with sort of setting the context of this psalm with verse 1. Do you indeed decree what is right, you guys? Do you judge the children of man uprightly? Look what David is saying here. He's saying that, hey, you false ways of looking at the world, whether he's meaning the actual false gods or if he is meaning uh, like people who lead people astray in those uh, pagan paths, he's asking a question. Do you do what is right? No, we can look at what you do. We can see the evil that you do and we know that you don't decree what is right and you don't judge the children of man uprightly. You you false ways of looking at the world, you false teachers, you, you uh, false gods. People are doing terrible things in your name and you don't bring people to justice and we can see it. We can see it in the things that you do, the evil that is done. And so David wants this, these people to experience punishment and it is harsh. I always actually come to what we see here in verse 6 when I try to help people understand these imprecatory psalms, right? Because this is this is harsh. Oh, God, break the teeth in their mouths. I think I've mentioned that in a sermon before, that this idea of, of just somebody breaking your teeth, I mean, it's humiliation. It's taking away the, the power that you have in your mouth of, of being able to speak correctly, of being able to eat uh, well. 
There, there's so much to that, and it's painful. It's painful. It is not only overpowering someone, but it's humiliation and being completely overpowered. This is what David desires for his enemies. Why? Because they're doing wrong. They're doing evil. This, this is set up. They're doing terrible, terrible things. Now, we wouldn't talk this way. I guess we could say we are a little bit more civilized than that. But we have to understand that this hatred of evil is, in fact, a good thing. Now, should we say that we want to have the teeth punched out of our enemies? No. No, we don't want to do that. But what David is talking about here is, is this desire for justice to be done, that evil would not prevail. And so we come down to verse 10, which is another harsh statement. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. We do not like to read that. I don't like to read that. Uh, I can't imagine finding uh, joy in that, that the, that the blood of my enemies is running in the street and I would, I would bathe my feet in it and find that to be a good thing. But what is David saying here? That the evil is, that is being done is against God. What, remember, when David had enemies, it was against God's kingdom on earth. It was against Israel. And he was God's anointed. He was the one that God had put in place on the throne. And also he was the one that the promised Christ was going to come through. And so any enemies against him, was, was, they were enemies against Almighty God. And so th this is not only great evil, but it's, it's attacking God. And so we have to ask ourselves, while we don't want to see this type of stuff, I don't think our stomachs could handle it, but while we, even though we don't want to see that, do we see evil in this way? Are we, are we upset by evil? Are we desensitized to it? That's a hard question to ask. It really is because I think you know we have 24-hour news cycle. Well, more than a 24-hour news cycle, we can we can watch things happen in real time by reporters on the ground in, on social media, particularly you know people recording stuff on their phones on Twitter and, and showing it to the world. We can see all this, and so we're so desensitized to it. Do we find evil to be evil? Are we pained by evil? That's an important question for for us to ask. And we come to verse 11 where it says, mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. This is an important question for us to think about here. Do we have a desire for justice? When we see, when we see that there is punishment for evil, are we understanding that there is in turn a reward for righteousness? When evil is allowed to abound, do people say, you know, I bet there's a God out there somewhere? Or when, when justice is done, do people say, good, good, we are so glad that people are being called to do what is right? I think we know the answer to that. I think people expect justice to be done. When, they, when people see injustice, they are concerned. Now, ultimately, we have to come back to this whole idea of this imprecatory psalm. It, it's hard for us. What do we do with it, other than the questions that I've asked? Well, ultimately, we need to understand that we are the ones who deserve to have our teeth broken. We deserve to have vengeance for all the evil sin that we do. Not just the sin that we have committed, but the sin in our hearts. Because we are rebellious against God, just as these, these false gods and these rebel pagan nations were. We were rebels against God. 
We deserve his punishment. But what do we trust in? We trust that Christ has taken that punishment for us. And so what are we able to say? We're able to say that surely there is a God who judges on earth, but that judgment was poured out on Jesus for me. And so he shows me grace. And so even though we understand the harshness of these punishments happening here in this psalm, we also understand that God is not only wrath, but God is love. God shows grace to his people. He shows mercy. And so even though we deserve the punishment for our sin, we get up each day and understand that God has shown mercy to us in Christ. And so may we move forward, remembering that we, we deserved this, these punishments, but instead God put that punishment on Jesus for us. That's good news, and that is a wonderful way to live our lives, understanding the mercy and grace of God. So may we do that today. Let us go to prayer. Father in heaven, we bring our praises to you. It's because of the work of Jesus for us that we have confidence that we will not receive your wrath for our sin because we trust that the wrath that we deserve was poured out on Jesus. Grant that we would live faithful lives that bring honor and praise to you as we go out into your world today. And we lift up our prayers for your church around the world. We pray that we would have unity that is centered on the work of Jesus for us. Grant that your church would faithfully proclaim Christ and him crucified, that more may hear and believe the good news of salvation. We bring praise to you for uniting your people around the work of Jesus for us. We are a people that is not defined by earthly identity markers, but instead we are united around our common faith. And we ask that you would bless your people around the globe with unity and peace. We pray that as we begin this day, that by your word and spirit, you would be at work to shape our loves, to love what you love that we would be a people who desire holiness and strive to live lives that conform to your law and bring glory and honor to Christ. In whose name we pray. Amen. All right, have a good day. Thanks for sticking with me today. If you made it all the way to the end after that explanation, imprecatory psalms are hard, and I hope you learned something and got something out of it and were able to apply it and step out into the world today with the good news of Jesus. Take care. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. If you would like more information on our congregation, you can find it at edgertonfrc.org. You can also watch the videos of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.